Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Away podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro, Azit, and Devin Nakoba. What's up? Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. And finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. There you get to be more involved with the show and help to determine who and what is filmed. Uh, no new patrons this week, but uh, we're going to move on. Okay. Oh, and don't forget to um, like rate us. Yeah. Five, five stars. That's right. On <laughs> iTunes and stuff. If you don't want to give us five stars, don't just move along. Don't worry about it. Yep. It's fine. Nothing five to see. Five stars or bust. Uh, Kuba Kuba Landscaping. Landscape Architects. Call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate or go to kupukupulandscaping.com. And of course, Fort Ruger Market, who came in clutch not only today, but uh, for the um, live stream on Saturday. So they provided some food for the people who are coming through, the artists and stuff like that. So thank you very much to Fort Ruger Market. Thank Thank you you to you two guys that put and Dave and the crew that put that thing together. It was really amazing. De- uh, Kyle thing. watched the entire nine yeah, hours. And props to Lopaka, who <laughs> dude played nonstop for nine hours straight for, on drums. Yeah. He was anybody need a percussionist? And he would just sit there and play. It was yeah, amazing. It was amazing. But yeah, yeah, that was really amazing what you guys pulled off. What people don't know is Lopaka did not respond until either late the night before or that morning. So we were <laughs> well, not even aware if he was coming. And then he stayed the whole nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, the very Lopaka issue. Yeah, it's a very do. Lopaka yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can find Devin on Kumu 94.7. Go to highlifeclothing.com to find Kyle. Okay, so um, our guest today is Mr. Mike Yasutake. Who? Mr. Mike <laughs> Yasutake. And uh, Devin, I want you to, to come up with his. I was trying to come up with his description. Like, how would you. Actually, it would need to be Kyle and I because. Kyle's got the music side. I've got the video side. Okay, so how would you how would you so, label him if you had Mike to like- Yasutake is a 1984 <laughs> grad from Pro City High School. <laughs> Go Chargers. Along with classmates Jason Scott Lee and who? Yeah, oh, yeah. some guy. I just knew Jason Lee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Scott came later. Oh yeah. Also an accomplished rock musician, mm-hmm. formerly a band called Gene Pool. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. 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 And currently now in a band called The Dangerous Pistols of Meow Meow. <laughs> <laughs> they play regularly at Anna Bananas, so you can catch them there. Yes. And Devin? But uh, Mike is also, or we call him Yasu. Uh, he is a, uh, he's done thespian work because we all met doing uh, Happily Ever After yes. uh, with Lisa Matsumoto Good in times. 95 at Dominant Theater. You know, uh, Mike was just saying that his son is getting dropped off there to do some theater stuff oh nice crazy full circle yeah yeah that's cool so he had flashbacks of the parties in the parking lot and you know well i don't know you cannot flashback now because the room isn't even the room isn't even there anymore like everything is raised down to the ground but um also uh mike is a very talented uh, videographer cinematographer video guy puts commercials together uh he and scott colbertson uh, everybody knows Scott Culbertson from working at KGMB. Um, I have no idea actually how the two of you ended up working together, but um, they formed a partnership and they kind of go all over the place. So they've shot golf stuff. Mm. They've done commercial. Which we'll discuss in this Yeah, podcast. we will also discuss. But he's kind of a, um, he's like a. A renaissance man. Yeah, he's like a jack of all trades. Sorry, he's getting really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> um, and then, and then. <laughs> to top to top everything off, he's got a he's got a beautiful son, but he also has a wife who happens to be you know Mahalani Richardson. So <laughs> the luckiest woman on the planet, so, yeah. So Mike. uncle married up, but you know I mean it's okay because all of us here have married up, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good yeah. save. Good but save. we know Mike for years, so yeah, glad yeah. to have him on. Who, by the way, yeah. I always tell people because I had to work with Mahal when we were doing a lot of work for the Shriners. Right. We did some publicity for some of these concerts and fundraisers that we did. So I got to spend some time with her, and I was thought she's even more beautiful in person. You see her in person, you're like, wow, oh, she's really good looking, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. you see on TV, it's like, you know, good looking. But then sometimes you see people in person, you're like, oh, I see. <laughs> oh, makeup does <laughs> wonder. Uh, yeah, yeah. But she's, yeah, she looks good in person. Let's okay. go. How did you guys meet? 
Oh, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, wow, we're not even we're not even uh, talking about him. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about. Oh, <laughs> let's let's talk about that first because I'm sure. I'm curious. I, I I actually like I like telling the story. Actually, um, there Is used Ocean to be Ocean Globe or something. No, there used to be a party called the Slopes of Diamond Head party yes. put on by Dave Hayakawa and a bunch of other lawyers. They oh yeah, 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 Like 500 people would show up at this party, and uh, they would invite girls for a month, all the best looking girls that they uh-huh. could find, and then by invitation only. For the men, yeah. so right. you had to know someone to get in. Oh. Yeah. I wasn't getting in initially, <laughs> but I had a broadcast camera, oh. and they were like, "Ooh, can you come film it?" I said, "If I can get in, I'll come film it." <laughs> so I show up at the party. I'm running around with this fifty thousand dollar camera, and she had just started at KGMB, and she walks up to me and says, "Well, who are you? Well, what are you doing here?" I said, "I'm just shooting this for the for the people here." And she introduced herself, and we talked for a minute, and uh, I had had a three too many at that point already <laughs> and so uh the rest of the night i kept trying to work up the nerve to say hi to her and to talk to her some more and i couldn't do it but uh she told me she worked at kgmb so scott colbertson who you mentioned earlier right uh after the party i called him the next day i said you gotta tell me about this girl and i can't remember her name because it's too hard to pronounce because i didn't know hawaiian names it starts it sounds like malalala <laughs> he says mahilani that's the one he's like yeah no chance brother <laughs> So far out of your league, it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah. Just basically told me no. But Friday night, we're going out to this this bar in Waikiki, and if you want to come down, we're going to be hanging out. So I went down there and talked to her for nonstop for about an hour or two. And uh, at the end of the night, I asked her for a number, and she says, "Yeah, we can go out." But I'm telling you right now, I'm I've got my eyes on the prize. I'm, I'm going to the mainland. I'm going to be a journalist. I'm going to be the next Connie Chung. Uh, I am not looking for a relationship. So if you want to go out, we can have some fun. But that's it. I was. 27 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I was smitten. And uh, so, more of the story. You yeah. got to just try. Aim you high. Know, right? Aim high. You never know. <laughs> Aim high. When, yeah. we, when we acted together, you were already married to her. No. No. They no, weren't no, were no. together then. No. I, we I, remember the t- I remember this time for. Oh, you met after the yeah. show. Yeah. Because exactly. he, he brought her to something, and yeah. all the cast members were there, and we went. What the hell? Because <laughs> we're like, that's my hell, anyway. Yes. Yes. And he was just like, yeah. I forgot. Are you like me now? Yeah. We're like, how the, yeah. what the? I, I did have hair down to here and a nice goatee. Yeah, like, that's I mean, right. You did look the musician part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it was, right. was pretty cool. And I think I was that, you know, the kind of guy that she was like, hey, mom's going to hate this. This ought to be fun, you know. Yeah, man. You look totally different back in the day with that long hair. And yeah. Right? He really looked the part of the surfer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Does I'll your son know like that you look like that? Yeah, I you know, my son's at that age right now where everything I do is an embarrassment. So, uh, you know, if I go, Oh, look at this picture of daddy when he was you know, he's like, I don't want to look at it. Then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I dropped off my daughter. Uh my wife is on a trip right now, so I dropped been dropping off at Kaiser in the morning. And I kinda wanted to do one of those things where you embarrass the kid when they get out of the car, yeah. but mm-hmm. honestly it's so early in the morning my brain's not even functional <laughs> to do something like that. But yeah, you know, usually yeah. just roll in the window. Go, Daddy loves you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. You know. Yeah, but yeah, actually, drive away. All, all three of us have teens, so that's right. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, quite an experience. Yeah, yours did an amazing job, by the way. Oh, thank so, you. It was so Appreciate awesome it. seeing the yeah. two of you on stage together. Yeah, that was, was that was fun. It was, was neat. Awesome. Uh, it was neat from my vantage point because I got to see every night, and so um, during certain parts, she would definitely go like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just to make sure that I knew that she was there it was uh, yeah it was pretty magical yeah sorry uh, it's because uh, I was in Once Upon a Not a Time uh, my came, actually they all came to see the show and uh, my daughter was in the show with us too so. full circle yeah cool. yeah, yeah. Ma- many kids from yeah, from, from yeah, longtime yeah, castmates a lot of our friends so just was, goes to show you it really is it's a family thing and and yeah. if, if you get involved in it you're going to be in that family for yeah. a long time to just come just goes so. to show you we old <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah. the, the oldest one here <laughs> was it the is it the music first and then it's the cameraman stuff or did they work in concert with each other? Well, you know, the camera work, uh, the TV work pays the bills, uh, but the music fills the heart. Mm. So um, I think my wife knows on weekends when I go, hey, I'm going to go play music. It's may I may as well say I'm going to go to therapy because uh, mm. if I don't play music after a while, I, I get a little uh, grumpy. And, <laughs> what what, what instrument do you play? I'm actually the singer uh, in the oh, band, but I, I play I play some rhythm guitar. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean we we got that in common, you know, the the, the Hoppa guys that play yeah, guitar in yeah, 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 okay yeah. bands, right? <laughs> That's right. And 
<laughs> no, I like uh, the kind of guitar I play. It's it's we just call it icing on top. So I have two other amazing guitarists in the band. They they play all the great stuff, and I just I just add a little bit of extra just to kind of fill out the sound. But that was in high school. You played. You played music I did or? not pick up music until after. Uh, uh, I started learning guitar in college, self-taught, and uh, oh. and it wasn't until I had a roommate that was a bass player that started uh, Gene Pool mm-hmm. uh, oh, okay. that uh, I played a little bit of drums. But uh, when we started that band, we started with Renee Nakanishi. She was, you guys, she was the singer of no the band. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. And she, she quit after maybe three or four months. Oh, I, I think she had, I, I think she didn't want to be up on stage or whatever. And yeah. I was like, give me a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I have no problem getting on stage and, 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 and singing and, and playing music or, yeah. or, or extemporaneously talking. I got to tell you, I'm actually nervous right now because I, I, I've never been interviewed for anything in my life. Oh no, this is not an interview. This is yeah. not using Pakistan. Except when you know, the police officers show up and go, <laughs> like, like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> I've gotten used to that too, but you know. He's but, got a good lawyer. By any chance, do you know, uh, a news cameraman guy named Greg Lau. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a musician Gary too. He's a drum yeah. 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 He's a he's a rock singer. Greg's as a wild well. man. Yeah. 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 He is a wild man. What's with yeah. news guys, cameras, and rock singing? Uh, there's a there's a, a camera guy from Hawaii News now that just retired about a year ago named George Hurd, who's a phenomenal uh, jazz drummer as well. And huh. so. Hmm. Uh, Scott Culbertson, who was in TV for a long time, he was my drummer in a different band called Downfly. Uh, we played music together for about four or five years as oh, well. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and he's now in two different bands. Uh, really? Yeah, he's a very accomplished drummer. So a lot of musicians in, in the TV business. Is Greg still playing music too? Uh, last I heard, I haven't talked to Greg in a couple of years. Was he in yeah. Buddhist Priest or something? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That, that, Buddhist that, Priest that was, was awesome. That That's was his well-known name. Band. It is. It's so yeah. That's a great name. Different. Yeah. I, I, I even bought a T-shirt because the thing was so funny. That name. Yeah. 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 With his long hair and yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's tall and yeah. lanky like yeah. Mike, so they just stand there looking all yeah, cool. Yeah, so Greg dated or married, I don't know if they ever got married, but a friend of mine, and so one time we were uh, all hanging out at some bar, and then they busted out the karaoke, and he starts singing rock songs, I'm like, oh, dude, this guy can sing, <laughs> like, he's good. And it's funny, because in the bands that I've seen him in, he just plays bass. I mean, he's, he screams the... Lyrics to songs and does some backup stuff, but I I haven't heard him do lead. I'm sure he can. You guys heard him got together and just jam. No, cameraman. No, but I'm I, the cameraman. I'm, I'm trying to put something together right now with with uh, a bunch of uh, TV people. Uh, yeah, we've been fun, we've been right? emailing each other back and forth. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. An engineer, uh, a technical director, and a uh, audio guy. So, and they're all super accomplished musicians as well. Yeah. And um, we've been trying for a long time to get together. So we're. We'll put something together soon. Yeah. Well, okay, so you're from um, Kyle and Devin's generation, we'll say. <laughs> a little so, older. Yeah. So He's a barely, little Barely. <laughs> so where did the love for rock music come in? Like, did you, was that the thing back in the day, or did you pick it up from somebody else? Or? Well, I was, I was a military brat, and I grew up in Germany mostly uh, oh, until I was 14. Okay. And my mom's youngest brother, my youngest uncle, who's only like six or seven years older than me, all of my friends, uh, we listened to Prince, we listened to Michael Jackson, you know, I was like, I, I basically listened to all the, all the music my friends were into. And my uncle came over one day and looked at my album collection and was like, no, this isn't going to do. So he gave me the Rolling Stones, he gave me Sweet, he gave me Queen, <laughs> uh, wow. you know, he just turned me on to all that stuff. And it was like, I immediately had a, like a real visceral reaction to like, dance music was one thing, but this stuff actually spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, once I got to high school, it was just... I mean, I went through all the phases, punk rock, new, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not new age, what do you call it? Uh, new wave. New wave. Uh-huh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, the mind. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. It's the okay. kids of today will not know what the 80s kids went through with the, what do you mean? With the hair and the looks and the, oh, yeah. you know. And the different styles of music that we kind of just grew up with every year, something changed. It, it really mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And then it morphed into grunge and, yeah. Then it, yeah, and prog rock and, you know, everything else. So it's like, it's... I've loved all of it for the most part, yeah. um, and you know I, I can say I'm, I'm I'll, we'll play anything rock and roll like the mm-hmm. band I'm in right now, like anything we like from the '70s to to now, as long as it just it, it hits home and and everyone has veto rights. So if one person doesn't like the song, we don't play it. Is there one song that you just love to play and never get tired of? Yeah, pump it up. Really, By Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello. Oh, really? Yeah. Attraction. Yeah, yeah, it's like. It's we love starting with that. Uh-huh. It just it pumps me up every time we play mm. it. It's a really really simple song, uh, but people really react to it. And then uh, 
recently we we started playing uh let's go crazy the prince. oh really the prince cool. wow. but, but a rock version of it yeah. and uh we played it at our last gig and it just it went over so big and we were we we're nervous about playing it because <laughs> we've never tried anything in that genre before but yeah but Prince really is rock. Yeah. He really yeah, is. Yeah. You know? And, and, he's, and he's quite good. Absolutely. He's one of the greatest guitar players, yeah. too, man. And, and, our, and our guitarist, Matt yeah. Heim, uh, he just nails the solos on that song. Oh, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to watch that, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your encore, usually? That was our encore. Oh, oh the, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, but, oh, no, it wasn't. Sorry. That was our final song, and then our encore was Turning Japanese. The babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's one song. Well, yeah. your guy's set is very... Uh, like diverse you know? it is it is yeah. how many how many songs in a set usually i mean like how uh, do you guys play for a couple hours well our uh our normal lead guitarist uh had a family emergency so we could only play i think we only had about 20 songs we could play without him uh but our repertoire is somewhere in the 50 to something 60 wow songs. wow yeah. yeah you do that one night no, no. Okay, uh, like, I mean, one night we would probably play, uh, you know, two sets of fourteen or fifteen songs. So yeah, okay. Uh, did you? Guys, are you guys on YouTube? Can they find you guys on YouTube? No, no. <laughs> I know Gene Pool once did an album, right? Like you guys had a CD oh, yeah. or something. We all, oh, we, remember we all we, bought it. Yeah. We brought it to the. Yeah. We, we brought it to the theater. We all went yeah. buying one. Yeah. Give it was us a, one. It was yeah. a self-produced tape. Yeah. 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 But then after that, the next band I was in called Abby Normal. That's we, right. We, we actually did a mini LP, and uh-huh. uh, and we we got. We were doing pretty good, and then uh, and then heroin got in the way. Ooh, oh, cliche, wow. uh, and uh, not for me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember I could, that. Yeah, that tends to to mess up bands. Yeah, like that was the wave days. Yeah, you guys played that. We played the wave. We played Pink Cadillac. We played. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, none of these places exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite eggplant. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so as a rock band, I mean now. Mm-hmm. Do you, are there venues there? Because the thing is, like, rock is so popular everywhere, but right. in Hawaii, it's it, to me, it's hard to find venues to play. And you it's know, true. you're not going to do weddings. There's Hawaiian no. Brian's and pretty much Anna's, Anna's right? right? Yeah. So we're playing Hawaiian Brian's next month for uh, our drummer uh, Benji's birthday party. Uh, public is welcome. It's on the eighth, I believe it is. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, Hawaiian Hawaiian Brian's Crossroads, which is the same venue, really. And then Anna's, Rock Bottom, and whew. that's not bad actually. That's Four bad. different yeah. places to yeah. play. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Then we've done some fundraisers here. Because and there. there's a crowd for it, I would think, right? You know, we've we've actually got a good following, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, two of the guys in the band are lawyers; they're really well known. But our bass player, uh, Bernie, is Wall to Wall Studios, and oh. uh, and he. Just his friends alone, they come and and we have merchandise. So we have shirts and and, all, and, and we sell shirts at every gig. Uh, and people show up in uniform. It's, really? it's like our own little Dangerous Pistols uh, army. And we have several dozen regulars that come to all of our gigs. So I have to ask you because I get Gene Pool, right. I get Abby Normal. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys come up with this name? Uh, so Anthony Aguinaldo, our, our, our lead guitarist. Uh, did a, a random name generator online, yeah. and I think it was two names that he liked, and he just combined them. Mm. So we got together just to do a single fundraiser for the Richardson School of Law uh, because a, a drummer and a guitarist are both lawyers, and they wanted us to play. We were going to play four songs, and that was it. We were never going to play again. And he goes, so we're going to go by this name. I said, I could live with that one time. Yeah. One time. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But, but like we enjoyed playing with each other so much. After that, it was like, oh, let's just keep going. And I was like, yeah, but we're going to change the name, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And then and then we made merchandise, and people actually seemed to like it. And it's like one of those things. It, it it people have such a reaction to it. Yeah. You know, if you go, oh, I'm in a band called Gene Pool. They go, okay, great. But if you go, I'm in the Dangerous Pistols of Meow Meow. People go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, how? What? <laughs> Well, yeah. it works because, the, again, the music is so eclectic. It's all over the place. It's like you can't say it's a rock band sounding name. You can't say it's this, you know what I mean? It's right. kind of like yeah. whatever you want it to be. Yeah. So It could be a J-pop band with that name, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No. Have you seen my J-pop moves? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have some. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and now let's, let's talk a little bit about the camera work and, and all of that because that's another profession where it's not like you go – I'm going to go to uh, 
four-year college, I'm going to be a, a camera guy and work in video. It's something that you kind of fall into because you either enjoy it or you know somebody who's doing it and you kind of catch on. It's, it's a trade to me. And so, the early days was that big camera. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. were starting before the age of digital and all that stuff. So, so how did you fall into that profession? I actually didn't fall into it so much. Uh, I went to college to study journalism at the university. Well, I started at the University of Hawaii, and, uh, and I decided to transfer to Oregon um, just to uh, get away from here. But uh, I studied journalism, and I, I had a journalism professor who, some of my first writing things, he said, you're very creative. Have you ever tried a, uh, a screenwriting class or, or film class? And mm. I had no clue, and I ended up taking one the next quarter. And it just it was immediate, like, oh, this journalism, maybe, but... This whole cre- creativity, because I'd done photography as a hobby, but telling stories with video, like it immediately mm. hit that this was easier for me because I could v- create visuals to go along with it because mm. my writing wasn't so strong. I couldn't write something that people could visualize b- better than I could shoot it. So I just, I knew I wanted to be a cinematographer and, and, I, and I learned how to edit along the way. And I graduated from college and I came back home and I immediately went down to the union at IATSE and I said, I'm an aspiring filmmaker I like in. And they went, huh, bro, who you know? <laughs> you know anybody? And I was like, I know nobody. And so I called every week for a year and said, if you got anything, got anything, got anything. I, was su- I said, if I persevere, I'm going to get in. In the meantime, I, wore, I got a job at K5. Okay. Uh, in the, in not even in production. I was, I was what's called a master control operator. I, I stuffed tapes in for commercials and, and shows. And it just, you know, an automated system that you, that you would have to run to keep the station going. And along the way, I met the station editor and the station main studio guy. And these are guys that are still friends of mine today. And they took me under the wing and they said, here's how you do video. I knew how to do film. Mm-hmm. And, and they showed me how to light for video and they showed me how to end. And so I just started doing that. And then I caught the eye of our production manager. And then I, I, I started uh, working on some programs. And I worked on John Nolan's. I don't know if you guys remember John Nolan. Mm-hmm. He passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. But he had a sports show on K5 uh, Sports Talk with John Nolan. And his producer was Scott Culbertson. Keep coming back to Scott Culbertson. Yeah. And uh, I know Scott. Are you trying to get on the show? What's yeah, going on? You should have Scott. Scott's super yeah. interesting. Interesting. <laughs> He's got amazing yeah, he is, stories. Yeah. Stories. yeah. Cool stories. Give him a call, Devin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's in a film with Helen Hunt. He's been like, yeah. oh, I can tell his stories yeah. all day. But yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I I just fell into video production that way. So yeah, I did kind of fall into it. But uh, I mean, I kind of went out to to do that, and then I just got jobs at with the state, with the police department, uh, and cut my teeth doing that work, uh, doing crime prevention videos and police Mm. training videos and, and met a lot of people along the way. And then Scott and I kept in touch. And then, uh, when I was at the police department, we had an opportunity to do, I'm going to come back to Rene Nakanishi again, whose uncle ran the Hawaii winter baseball league and was, and was looking for someone to do a weekly show. So I, called Scott and I said, hey, you, you know baseball more than anyone I know, but he was at KGB at the time. I said, you want to do a baseball show? And he goes, well, you know, I'm working, but I'm going into a meeting right now. Hang on. He calls me back an hour later. He goes, I just got fired. Let's do a baseball oh, show. Geez. Oh, my gosh. Wow. wow. Like, it was my, like it was meant to be. Yeah. So we did that show. We won an Emmy for it. We beat the San Francisco Giants. We beat the 49ers weekly show. Uh, wow. and, uh, and it just really launched uh, us from, you know, entry-level video production guys that were, you know, he was just, well, I, at the time he was actually the sports director at KGMB, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just took off, and then we started getting all this other work, and, yeah, along the way, we, we did a, we had a production company together, we owned a live mobile truck together, uh, we are really good at being creative, we are really bit at, bad at running a business, mm-hmm. so we, we had no business acumen, we had no, you know, we went broke, essentially, trying to run video production in, in Hawaii. Well, it's expensive. It's yeah, we didn't know about insurance. You know, we didn't know about mm. health insurance and all that other stuff. And so, yeah. Well, we, we, what were you shooting on back then when you guys started? Was it oh. ADATS or something? Or no. So I, or? Uh, at the TV station, the first formats we shot on were three quarter inch pneumatic, okay. uh, and then we eventually moved on to Betacam SP. Still, again, okay, tape. It's all tape. Yeah. Yeah, and then nonlinear did not come along until the late for us. Uh, nonlinear editing where you still had to digitize tape, uh, came in the late 90s, early aughts. I have a tech question that you guys probably can answer, but I have no idea because I'm not a camera guy. But what is the difference with lighting for film versus video? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Um, 
In the old days, film required a lot of light, but now they don't really use film, they use video. So almost all films now are shot on digital cameras. Mm -hmm. And those digital cameras are actually way more light sensitive than film used to be. And so uh, nowadays, not much, very okay. little difference. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I don't know if this is a question you're asking also, Kyle, but you know, like um, when you're doing like TV or news or documentary style, you know, you're trying to get the most light and clarity and stuff, right? Mm. But if you're doing uh, storytelling or something, then light also helps paint your picture of what you're trying, the story you're trying to tell. Right. The mood. Yeah, mood. Right. So you're, you're setting up light based on mood, right? Mm. Versus just clarity because you need to see what's happening. Right. right. Got it. Right. So I would say that's in two different ways. Yeah. Exactly. So we're not going to ask. Good we're not going to ask Mike how, how we're looking right now. Then, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. awesome. that's the camera guy. <laughs> that's the film guy. Um, so John, John said a warm mood on this one, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty warm. Yeah, uh, I could color correct it, but you know what? I'm just lazy. Lazy. Yeah, well, it but works. I figure it looks fine. Yeah. It looks okay. Looks good. Looks great. I mean, we, for the longest time, we were shooting on that iPhone. I still keep it running because that's our backup mm -hmm. in case for some reason the regular. <laughs> video fails we still have something but uh yeah. up until two shows ago yeah we started we were only using iphone oh wow yeah and it was only because he found that camera and he said hey look i found this camera is that 300 <laughs> it's uh 100 a 100 okay. but no but it, it we always had it it was it's been here for years it's just that <laughs> i in my brain i pieced together that we had all the equipment here to run it but i just didn't think about it to because the, the challenge was going to be, how do you have a camera that can run continuously shooting for an hour, mm. right? Most of these SLRs, they shut off at 20, 30 minutes or something. I didn't want to have to get up in the middle and restart it. Anyway, that's... Anyway. <laughs> well, ha happy to help consult on anything if, if, if you need <laughs> yeah. anything. So. Yeah, after the show, we can talk yeah, to them all we want about that. You can tell us all the stuff that we're but doing wrong right now. I wanted you to tell us a story of their most memorable filming, like... Ooh. Good, bad, crazy, funny, whatever. Do you have one that sticks out in your mind all, all these years of filming things? <laughs> his, I, uh, his smile oh, says man. a lot. He's tell so a lot of stories. Filming professionally, oh, yeah. way, you know, like for, for commercial. You know, for some reason, the one that pops into my mind, we're on Kauai shooting uh, this show called for, uh, uh, for a dating story. And we were on, on Kauai uh, on the ranch over there. And we went to this waterfall to the top of the waterfall to go shoot and down below and it's all private land and the lady had said we're going to traverse down and we're going to do a scene down at the bottom of the waterfall but first we got to look over and we look over the edge and there are a couple in the throes of oh no love oofing. love making yes <laughs> oofing <laughs> and she was like Did film you zoom film them oh, no way so we shot a little bit. <laughs> then we walked down the rocks and made a lot of noise. And the lady says, you guys need to leave. And the guy gave a little attitude. She goes, oh, by the way, he filmed you guys on the rocks. <laughs> and nice. Jumped in their canoes and took off. Wow. Huh. Yeah. That's like one, one time we did a wedding out at Lani Kahonua. And uh, so we're, we're musicians. So we're on the other side. But I guess when they, when they went to go toward the beach for the ceremony... I guess there was a photographer there and he was doing a photo shoot with a model who didn't have a top on. And they were like, uh, we're about to start a wedding. So you guys could just <laughs> kind of scoot just down the beach a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get that every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Inadvertent nudity. I, I, actually, uh, <laughs> Carmen Electra, when she was doing uh, Baywatch, we went out to Baywatch and, and they were doing a bikini model thing in association with some men's magazine. And she came out in a white bikini and, the still photographer was shooting her and I was videotaping the still photographer shooting her and he's down below, she's in the water, she's kind of on her back and arching up and trying to show the boobs nicely and and then one popped out and I'm sitting over the photographer and the photographer goes, hey darling, your nipples popped out. He's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what did you do the next Zoom? <laughs> you could tell their boobs were fake because yeah. she couldn't even tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so your production company did mostly TV or was it, I know you do commercial work, you yeah. do news like documentary style. Right. So but I work with Matt Levi. We do a, a show called Matt Levi Investigates. We're in year 13 on that one. We've wow. done. Did you do the Colt Brennan one then? We did the Colt Brennan wow. one. Yeah. That okay. was sad. Yeah. He was in the throes of his addiction. That was, so ch that was yeah. sad watching. Yeah. That. He came to our, uh, he came to our interview high. 
and, oh, man. and, and with his lawyer next to him yeah. and, and basically hung himself. Oh. And, uh, and afterward his lawyer was like, Oh, that's great. And then, <laughs> then two weeks later, well, two months later when the thing had aired a couple of times, they, they called and said, we're going to sue you. And we said, your lawyer was next to you the whole time. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, um, but and we felt bad. And then we watched his, him really, really kind of spiral. Yeah. And, and a hero of mine as well as like everyone else. Everyone I mean, else, we yeah. cheered him on and, and, and mm-hmm. he was, he's a great guy, but addiction and brain injuries really just he wasn't the same person towards the end yeah 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 but yeah hmm. but yeah so with matt levi we do one to three shows a year now uh we just wait until we find something that really uh tells a story that we feel like the community needs to hear um like when the ambulances were in short supply we did a, we did a special on uh, the shortage of ambulances uh the month after it aired they coughed up the money and got them two new ambulances, uh, nice. mm. you know? And so like, we feel like we're making a difference. We were the first people to do a special on fentanyl three years mm. ago, long before anybody even knew what fentanyl was. So, um, we try and do things like that. And Scott Culbertson's a producer on the show as well. And, uh, but Matt, Matt's the driving engine of that. And, uh, he, he opens up any door in, in Hawaii. That guy is, that guy is a legend. tenacious and he's just, he, yeah, nobody stops him. Nobody I still, speaking of strikes fear into the heart of people. <laughs> right. I can't understand. There's very, uh, uh, don't get us started. Go ahead. No, no, Most no, things see. that I can wrap my brain around, but the people who follow the ambulances through traffic. Oh. What, who does that? Like, I, I don't understand the mentality like you're gonna get there a little faster, yeah. But you're gonna put everybody else at risk and possibly the pe- person in the ambulance. Well, the best is when the ambulance stops and the person opens the door and goes, "Stop oh, following no, us!" No, the best I, ever, I saw was this ambulance going. We all pull on the side and his BMW started following behind them to get through the traffic. Then the ambulance moved last minute and the BMW plowed into this truck. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! And this big local guy came out of the truck. Oh, <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad, and I was like. Oh, I wish I could stay to watch the outcome of this. <laughs> What's worse, though, the people that don't, don't move out of the way for the ambulance or the people that jump in behind the ambulance? They're both equally yeah. bad. Yeah. Right? Oh. Equally bad. yeah. But I, I did ride-alongs for that show and uh, did several ride-alongs in the back of uh, ambulance during actual cases. And almost every time, people were tucking in behind. Yeah, almost every time it almost happens. Almost every time. Wow. Yeah. I, it, it. They should have a... Ticket for that or some kind of violation there is. for that, right? Yeah, it's a violation. Yeah. They, should just put, they should put cameras on the back of yeah. them. Yeah. And just like... Or something. Yeah. I saw once an ambulance guy, there's someone who's following, he opened the door and he threw his water bottle at their um, windshield. The ambulance guy threw their water bottle. Wow. Because I can imagine they're, they're trying to like do their stuff and you got this guy tailing you, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Craziness. I have another thought. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you want to go on tangents? All right. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> this happens every once in a while. With the right guest. Because you, you and I are the fellow room rangers <laughs> yeah, here, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to have a funny story about You know that. a room of grouchy old men. We're going to just men. <laughs> so let me set the scene here. <laughs> okay. So the other day, I'm getting dinner at Panda Express Hawaii Kai. So you've probably been there a bunch of times, I've right? I've been there. Kai. Maybe Everybody 100. goes to Panda, Ex- Panda Express. <laughs> and it is full... Rush hour, seven o'clock, like line out, line the, door. out the door. Yeah. Kitchen is going crazy. There's like shortages of stuff. Everybody's running around, right? So there's this long line behind me. And in front of me, there's this uh, little Asian lady. She's probably in her 50s. And uh, I, I got to get dinner for myself and my daughter. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I have my daughter's order in my head. But she starts doing the... Um, yeah, I'd like half fried rice and half chow mein. And this one, can you make chow fun and half this? And then she starts going, can you put the... She starts doing all her special orders and stuff like that. So I just go like, uh, whatever my daughter ordered, I just did it twice. I figured that's the easiest. Hmm. And the guy actually said to me, he said like, hey man, thanks for making this easy, you know? Because <laughs> there's a line of people out the door, right? They're all waiting. And the kicker with, with this lady is that at the end, they open the the thing to show show you, right? That it's yeah. the correct order. She's like, hey, there's space for one more orange chicken over there. Oh my So she made him go God. back and put the orange chicken wow. inside. And what did you and say? So, I didn't say anything, oh. but I just thought. He never says anything. He just goes, 
So saving so, it for a pod. Yeah. So the so the question is <laughs> He's not old enough yet. Yeah. So the question is, am I the hero for making my order simple so things could move on faster? Or is she just the worst person in the world? You're a hero, John. For um <laughs> for I, 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 like on I I have two thoughts. On one hand, I'm like I cannot believe this lady like has no consideration for everybody else in line and just like doing her special whatever, you know? But at the same time, I kind of admire her, her gusto. Like <laughs> I'm here, I'm paying my food, my thing. So I'm going to get my extra yeah. one piece well, of orange chicken. Well, the extra one piece of orange chicken was a little That's bit. A little bit much, yeah. 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 That's a bit little much. But I mean, as a, as a person with a kid who is super uh, picky about foods, yeah, I totally get it. Cause yeah, if I if I get the wrong stuff and I bring it home to my daughter, she just won't eat it. Like she just won't eat the whole plate. Yeah. Yeah, you know but you mean? want to go? Hey, you missing? You're supposed to have. No, eight no, no. I won't go that far. Chicken, but like, but you know? I, but there are times when you're like, can I get half of this and half of this yeah, and yeah, put yeah, this yeah. in? You know what I mean? So yeah. it is. Well, but anyway, I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you my my other fun story. So but you are a hero. A you are a hero, John. But stupid people don't know they're stupid. This is true. That's true. This is that is true. We meet so many of those nowadays. Um, but I was going up Alakea, and uh, ch- actually, I think I was coming here. Uh, so this is last week, Tuesday. So I'm going up Alakea. I'm going to take a right on, I don't know. Anyway, the street that leads up to the freeway. How far listeners are from the mainland, so they don't, they don't oh, know where sorry. you're going Well, anyway. whatever. Anyway, I'm trying to lead up to the freeway, and I've got to take a right-hand turn. And I'm at a four-way stop intersection, right? And so I kind of go forward thinking I can get right because the light's going to turn green and all the cars are going to go. Right? Oh, uh-huh. But it's not quite there. So I'm tucked in behind this truck and thinking, okay, I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to wait because they're all going to go. Right? As I'm sitting there, I look at my rearview mirror and there's a woman in her car behind me and she's gesticulating wildly. And I can hear the bad words that she's saying, like, can move forward because you made her block the I'm, I'm pretty much yeah. blocking her yeah, she yeah. can't she can't like go past me there's just not mm-hmm. enough room mm-hmm. and i realized oh there is a little space i'm sorry so i move forward just enough so that she can get past me and she's like oh and she goes past and i look back up to make sure she goes past me and i go hey i think that's my friend <laughs> so i text her i go hey were you going up to a uh, pacific club earlier today <laughs> about uh, about two hours later she goes oh i just saw this where are you? I go, um, I was the asshole who's in front of you. <laughs> so you couldn't go <laughs> She's like, yeah, sorry, uh, road range issues. I mean, no, it's, it's fine. I get it. I mean, I've, I've done the same thing. But what's the chances? That's the thing in you're Hawaii, man. Yeah, this road you cannot thing, in Hawaii. It's good. You're, you're behind. The, but yeah. that's why every time somebody texts me and I'm in traffic, I'm like, did I cut you off? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I go you, immediately you, to. But, you know, every time there's something wrong. It's a road rage story for you. Because there's dumb people on the road. I know. It's, it's sad to know that you go through this kind of trauma when you drive. Yeah, the people that are in the left-hand lane. You're not supposed to be in the left-hand lane going 35 miles and all. I'm just saying. I'm learning I, I, with teenage kids, though. I'm trying to bite my lip more. Really? Because like, when I go to drop off my son in the morning at New yeah. Valley Middle, like the kids in the car all, because of what I've been saying in the carpool the last couple of years, they're like... Look at that idiot! Doesn't pull all the way up. <laughs> Look at that dummy! Look at that! I'm like, that's all, that all came from me. Yeah, because they just think, well, Dad that, says that, stuff that, like Dad that, says so all like, the time, right? Like, no problem. You road rage in front of your kids? No, I don't think so. I I use it as a teaching device for my daughter because because my she daughter drives, drives now. Yeah, yeah. my daughter drives. So well, she's probably seen you road driving. Before. When we're driving, I just go, "Hey, you see this guy." No drive like him, please, because mm. you're going to make people nuts. You know, right. the, the people that, that speed up behind you, yeah. they get around you, and then slow down. And you go, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Or they don't wave or stuff like that. I so honestly hate driving, though. Oh, me too. Like, hate so, it. like I got to prepare myself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I work from home, so like it's like I don't have to come to town all the time. Me too. Yeah, I think from from me and you, like you know, where, like Hawaii Kai. Oh yeah. My yeah. limit is like Hawaii Kai, Inaha Shopping Center, and Inaha Shopping Center. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta go past <laughs> that. I gotta like stretch out, prepare, <laughs> eat. Oh my god. My wife would be like, "Let's go to Kahala Mall." Like that's so far. <laughs> It's 10 minutes. It's just too far. <laughs> and if it's on a weekend, Kahala Mall, I'm yeah, like, oh, no, no. I'm going to look for parking. parking. <laughs> oh. Idiots in the parking yeah. lot. Oh. By the way, speaking of long drives, so last podcast, I was talking about playing at the Lookout yes. at Waikai. And yeah. I, we, we did that gig with Herb. Wait, the Lookout or the lineup? The lineup. Dang it. In, in where? 
uh, Ever Beach. It's the, okay. It's, it's where the, 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 the wave, wave is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing looks awesome. Let's go try it. Yeah, well, I'm going to play there again, and I, I want to take my daughter. I know it's, yeah, it's no, a bit kind of spendy. Really? Yeah. 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 But if you go to the right time, because toward the end, there were these two ladies that were were doing it. But I think because you get like, it's a hundred something bucks for 40 minutes right. or something it's like that. It's a hundred bucks for 40 yeah. minutes? Yeah. That's worse something, than Disneyland. Something like that. But with, uh, I think it was like with six, right? So six people go to it. Oh, is uh, that? You, they all pay that much. And then it's not like you get... 40 minutes by yourself like you go in with a group you get on but the there's but the thing was that when toward the end when i was on break i was watching and it only had two women there they were the only two at that time because the sun was kind of going mm. down at that point so they were just like non-stop going like but did one, they catch on fast are you sure they weren't workers because my friend works there oh, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> but did, but. did you notice that they catch on fast the beginners or is it there's a is there a uh, there's a little bit of learning curve, curve because, is, right yeah because you don't stand on the board like you would a normal surfboard yeah, because if the if your the top tip goes down even just a little bit, you're Bro. gonna it's, it's it. just gonna go straight into the water mm-hmm. and you fall off, you know. Yeah. So you gotta kind of stand more on yeah, the that, back. That happens the, when you surf too. The tip goes. Yeah, down. yeah, but no, but it's it's a different. I've seen professional surfers you, have a hard time getting. You have that to thing. you have mm-hmm. to you have to plant your foot your back foot harder than mm-hmm. you would on a, a regular surfboard. Mm-hmm. That, that's all. That's so interesting. You kind of you kind of like almost like looks like you pop in a wheelie on a skateboard or something like okay. consistently. Yeah, and when you eat it, but it's not you, you don't just no, no, fall. It, you just it just it just, it just sucks, sucks you over the top. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. that doesn't look doesn't, doesn't look, look that bad. No, looks like fun. My my wife did a live shot at the one at the what's the Wet and Wild. Yeah, like years ago when she was still doing the morning show at mm-hmm. KITV, she she did a live, so she put her in a rain slicker and everything. And the guy goes, "I'm gonna come up on the thing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spray you a little bit." Oh. Brought, I gave her the work. <laughs> soaked, like just soaked, and he kept doing it over and over again. She was in the middle of a live, and then we're here. We're here. <laughs> it was awesome. Does she come home and like complain about stuff, or tell you, "Oh man, I had to interview this guy, or I had to go to this place," or? Ah, uh, you know, I gotta tell you, my wife is she's one manawahine man. She's like she's amazing, you know, like. I get to have stories about you know she did the debates between the governors yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. you know she she was the first one on the scene when the, the Red Hill uh, water crisis broke and she was the first you know it's like she goes out she does all this stuff and like when she's at work she's amazing you know but uh, yeah I mean of course she comes home and she has complaints and everything but she usually comes home and wants to hear my stories because I'm the one that actually has all the messed up stories <laughs> <laughs> on the production end of it right but um, right. no yeah she's have yeah you, you guys haven't work together on we you? collaborated on one thing uh when uh she had an editor get sick and she had a deadline uh when she was at kitv and we we worked on a project together that uh she produced and directed and i edited oh, okay. and uh, it won an award when was the last time you seen her since um the, the maui thing because she's in maui this week, uh, no right? she left monday so she'll be back sometime this week we're not sure yet <laughs> yeah. yeah but she's uh i talked to her before we came here and and she said there's really not much she can do. They don't want journalists uh, to go into that area and into the into the bad areas, and and she wants to respect that. And so she's doing what story she can from Wailuku, but at a certain point, they have enough boots on the ground to tell tell all those stories. So mm. I should, hopefully, she comes home soon. Is there anything you guys learned that we can help out to yet? What, what what is the best way to? What does Maui need right now, John? And to be heard? I think more people, just more people volunteering, and and that's already happening for them. Uh, they're asking the feds just for more for more help overall. But the the unfortunate thing is, it's just not going to happen fast. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's because of the body recoveries and, and the remains co- re- recovery at this point. Uh, and you know the you're not going to make anyone happy. This is going to be a horrible thing that's just going to keep lingering. And then the environmental disaster that's going to be behind it is yeah. just, it just, it's not going to end. There might be a storm headed our way. There through, is a storm. All the water is going to hit that. Right. And start washing that's away, what, so. that's what I was hoping was not going to happen. It's also another low pressure system. That's going to, it's going right. to create another wind event, which is going to make fire a hazard once again. And on top of that, hopefully there's rain that's going to help mitigate it. But I mean, it just, oh. It's there's just nothing. There's no good news over there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much aloha. The outpouring of, of people that are, are giving. I was at Costco the, two days after the event because mm. I felt like I had to buy something. Yeah. I found out that Costco was taking donations. I watched a lady fill one of those carts with the tents. I mean, you're talking like 130 bucks a pop, right? I mean, she wow. filled the thing and she was like, "I'm donating all of this." Wow. Mm-hmm. And then I watched awesome. another two ladies like load a whole cart of baby formula and diapers, and it's like, mm. like 
can we afford it? Of course we all can afford yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but for lack of being able to go there and help, you know, I mean. I'm not going to lie. That picture of the Capitol with all the donations. Yeah. When I saw that picture, I cried. Okay. Yeah. My God. My best so friend Chad took my son and his two boys down to volunteer on Saturday because I had, I, I, had, I had previous plans and uh, they went down there and worked for like five hours. Yeah. Yeah. And they said it was amazing, but they took everything downstairs. Then they said they gotta bring everything back upstairs. Then they oh. said you gotta take everything to the loading dock. And they said the truck's full. Take everything back downstairs. Mm. Yeah. And so they said there was a lot of repetitious work, but for lack of any coordination, right? I mean, people are yeah. making it up as they go. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So there was no handbook plan for this. No, there should have been more of a handbook. I mean, there should have been at least a page somewhere where you go. Yeah. And here's how we deal with this. But obviously, unprecedented. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things. Uh, you know, Devin and I did the. I don't want to call it a telethon, but what, the live stream on Saturday. And um, it, it's it's a weird feeling because um, I feel like we did really well for what we did on that day. But you almost feel... Um, now what? Now what? Yeah, like I mean, we it, it's just a drop in the bucket compared to yeah. what needs to be done. Um, and at the same time, you want to give yourself a pat on the back because of the work you did. But then at, at the same time, people are still, still suffering out there. So you don't want to celebrate. It feels weird to celebrate like we did something good. Right. It always feels like there's so, more to do. Yeah. So it just problem, feels right? like, um, okay, once I get settled again and get life back to normal here, then try to figure out something, the next thing to do. Right. You know, and try yeah. to get over there. Well, you guys are doing another thing. I, I just saw... Hawaii Theater, right? Yeah. Uh, Jake no, is uh, yeah, Jake. Concert. Jake's concert in September. Both concerts, he's donating something to yeah. to the Maui yeah. Fund. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, there's a yeah Ma Maui Ola, I think. Maui Ola. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know the name of the. Thing. They just texted me. I'm like, yeah, we'll be there. Um, you, so are I you gonna go as Pure Heart then? Yeah. yeah. For yeah. Oh, awesome. So awesome. We're playing about eight twenty. That that but night Kimi at the, is the, that the that and Anuhea and, and all that stuff. Yeah, and just tons of people showing up. So yeah, it's great. So I I don't really know much detail about it yet because i just got a text from from one of the guys from ko asking if we could do it and that's about that's about yeah, it you just say yeah uh, okay. say, yeah uh, whatever, whatever yeah we'll be there yeah. you know yeah so it's all you can do but thank thank you for doing that i mean uh, uh, you, you, no, thanks. you do what you can do i mean yeah. you can't be there physically so you do what you can do here and that's yeah man i was telling kyle we um I do this show every year because uh, we go to Maui every year. My wife is from Maui, so we go visit family every year. And her family's all okay. But um, we do a show in Napili Kai, which is right mm. next to Lahaina. And um, Uncle George puts on that show, Kahumoku. And he has these young guys that they're his kind of right-hand man. So they, they, they play during the show. They help um, host. Mm. Uncle George comes on and do the And out of the three guys I know, two of them lost homes. Mm -hmm. One guy did not lose his home, but he can't go back to his home because mm -hmm. he's in the it's in the fire it's zone. It's in the zone, yeah. Right, yeah. so he's just kind of waiting to see if he can go back home. So um, I just been for them. I just been donating straight Venmo kind because yeah. I know exactly where the money's going with exactly. that. Exactly, right? yeah. if you can do that, that's yeah. the best. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, man, you're just trying to think like, okay, what else? What else can be? done yeah. yeah i went around my neighborhood and asked for donations they filled my car up in like two hours it was wow. like really? it's, it's but like okay, so, so if yeah, you get donations where, where do you d then take it so i took i was going to go to the capital and i heard the lines are super long and yeah. a friend of mine suggested i could either wait till five o'clock because hui nalu was taking donations oh, at okay. Mamalua bay but not mm. till five and then uh, he sent me another link to the kauhales and waimanalo mm. uh okay uh, i forget auntie's name but uh you know, in the back there, they, she she built all those kahales that uh, for the for the homeless in Waimanalo, and they were taking it there. So I went there, and uh, there were only like maybe three or four cars in line, but they were overwhelmed with stuff. So I got out and I just helped move stuff for a couple of hours, and and I turned around and next thing you know, there's a line of cars and people getting out to volunteer. So I was like, oh, I'm take off now, but yeah. mm. that's all you can do. What's the latest you heard? I mean, you you probably. They the say no more clothes already. No more, right? Yeah, yeah. no more Stop, clothes, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But that's um, the the food. Stuff, yeah, the stuff we've been hearing is food and money. Yeah, and the money just because the money allows right. them to buy more food. Right. It allows them to buy whatever supplies. So they food need. you still can donate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you can do that at Costco too. Yeah, you can go to Costco and Costco will yeah. ship it over too. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, sorry, no, I'm laughing at you and your mic. Why? What? Because you talk like this and then you talk. Oh, I'm always out of the range. Yeah. No, you're either like completely facing Devin 
yeah. or completely into the mic. You know, so, I sh- it's, it's, it's hard to pay attention and swing like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm in the middle of things, so, and I'm, no, it's, I, it's just funny. And I'm, a, I'm an amateur. I don't know. I know any better. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just trying not to touch the table. You've only been. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you don't want to get scolding from John. Good. You know. Been <laughs> super good this whole time. Very proud of you, man. Well, you got that first one out of the way. That's yeah. right. Right before we yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. So Mike's, Mike's looking at me, going, "I'm glad you're getting scolding from John and not me." <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's been a, a very sobering experience, just sort of yeah. trying to see how people get through this. And the part that I'm worried about is you can you can hear the the anger and the frustration growing mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. on the part of the locals, mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't know how that gets assuaged. I don't know how that gets lessened because there's you know I mean there's there's people that are trying to get well, to their homes. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. And then, and then I'm hearing the police chief say, you know, 200 people walking through bodies and just go, right. oh, okay, right? But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the answer well, is. Well, then coming, coming from um, being here for this, right, mm-hmm. it's such a large event and you kind of go on Twitter and, uh, or X now, and Instagram, and then you start to see some of these stories that don't quite make sense mm, you know yeah. and you're like wow I, I now i'm seeing this from the other perspective because i you kind of know since you're here you know a little bit more but then yeah i seen the thing hit tmz last night oh yeah <laughs> oh really yeah and that's when i knew like oh my god tmz everyone's jump, yeah everyone's jumping on this story now you know mm, yeah interesting yeah yeah hmm. but um yeah hopefully I, I, well we all know it's a long road ahead of us but we just gotta mm. keep keep giving keep, what you can yeah and and, and yeah. don't give up you know like when we're sitting here next year we're still gonna be talking about this i'm yeah. sure you know yeah so well it's it's gonna it's all, it's, all we can do this will be the rest of our generation and our kids generation are gonna mm. be dealing with this the environmental cleanup and everything else yeah. and the rebuilding yeah, for and, sure yeah. i'm sure matt's gonna do a story at some point in time right we're either gonna <sighs> we've only done one neighbor island story before so i don't know but we'll see yeah mm. Mm. yeah yeah i tell my kids i'm like uh, even before like last Wednesday, before it was big news or anything, just mm. when it first happened, we didn't even know any of the details. I was telling them, this is the biggest problem I've ever seen here, like ever. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, and it's even worse than I even expected, you know. So they're, they're, they're younger, so I don't think they, they know, but yeah. this, is a, this is a huge, going to be a huge thing. But thank you to everybody who, uh, who donated, who went to the thank sessions uh, live stream and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Get money because there was there was a lot of people, man. That Dude, was, there was, was so amazing. many people who donated, yeah, and, and you know we'll never know the full amount, but just from the anecdotal, I feel like we did we did it good. I mean, uh, the audience really yeah came in, came through, came, yeah. came through for us, you That's know. Cool. And Devin, thank you, my friend, because you stayed the entire nine hours. Yeah, and wow. it really helped. I mean, because. You know, Dave and I uh, came up with the idea on Wednesday night, right? On Thursday, it was clear we're going to do it. Then it's, we only have till Saturday to pull it off, right? So you try to think of all the logistics like parking, uh, timing of the artist, the sound system, Mm. you know, who's going to watch the chat to make sure that there's no trolls going on in there. You know, like there's all the food, bathrooms, uh, and, and, and thank you to Ruger Market and all the other yeah, yeah. people that, you know, provided food for you guys and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just an outpouring of support. Yeah. But, you know, whenever there's a thing like this, I'm always the one that's in contact with the artists initially. So there's a lot of questions that come during the events my way. And if I had to host as well... That I don't know if I would have been able to do. All, so the fact that Devin just stayed the entire time and just held the show, man. Well, your wife was also looking at me like, "You gonna make my husband do this?" Too? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "No, no, stay." And there. I apologize yeah. that I really wanted to be there. I'm not a guy that usually has formal, but when I was watching at home, <laughs> I had formal. <laughs> and I really wanted to be there, and I know you guys needed help, but I. I was kind of exposed to uh, COVID, so I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. go yeah. down there. Yeah, the and last risk thing we needed was yeah. that's, that's so a good thing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So. And then uh, thank you also, Guy Hagi, and also oh, Guy. Yeah, guy. guy guy was job. Guy was fantastic, man. That yeah. guy, he, that guy, that guy, guy. He, but he, uh, I mean, he just really set the tone, understood what was going on. It was mm-hmm. great too because you know, being in the newsroom, right, he he's been following all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was great because he's the very one going, "Don't be stupid." 
Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. stupid stuff. Just yeah. you know, help out, help out. Yeah, and he didn't it's know cool. what he had an idea of what we were trying to do, but he showed up. You know, he was just ready. right before we go, and I said, "This is the charities we're going to be donating to, and you're going to be hosting with Devin." And he's like, "Devin." That's everybody's reaction for some reason. Uh, he was I don't like, know why. "He was like, oh, okay," and then boom, just like. Like that's why Devin. You guys actually work well together. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, it was great. good you know? fun. Yeah, it was good fun. It, it was weird to do it and not have food at the end. Yeah, it was weird to see like, you not eating and stuff in your know, face on TV with I know. him. But no, you know. no, it's okay. It's yeah. the greatest thing behind the scenes. This is a behind the scenes story. <laughs> is uh, uh, one of our old sound guys, Vance, came just to show support, and he, for some reason he brought popsicles. Yeah. For everybody. <laughs> it was the weirdest. It thing. was the weirdest. Thing. It was like seven o'clock at night too. So we're like. What? Why? Do you and it wasn't even. It wasn't even like the vanilla kind. Yeah. It was yeah. strawberry popsicles, and we all went. Where the hell did you but, find that? Did you eat one? Well, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't complain. Oh, That's the funniest part. Yeah. I was sitting with my daughter. You and everything like, to bring it. Like, yeah. hey, Vance brought popsicles, and we look over, and Devin's in, over there eating the popsicle. What <laughs> <laughs> worse? I I started eating it, and uh, I think Kimi was playing. And so I was like, oh, no. So I turn up, pound this popsicle. I see him go. I see him on the, on the camera because I'm watching the feed. He goes, popsicles? Who brings popsicles? And then after he gets off the camera, I'm like, guarantee eating a popsicle right now. I know this guy. Well, you got to see what it tastes like. I never seen this guy too Double well. stick or single stick? No, single stick. Oh, yeah. That's why I was single stick, strawberry. I'm like, what? I mean, so, it looked it, great. It looked delicious. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Plus, it was hot in the house with so many people in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know where half those people came from. I was like, yeah. who's? People are okay. sweating, yeah. Yeah, you need yeah, a fan was, in there, hot. man. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty amazing. Did you get the weather report from Guy before you started? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it actually. <laughs> no, my my best Guy story is uh, I was in this, uh, you know, golf tournament. You know that the sh- shoot like everybody hits their own ball. I don't know, something round scramble, scramble, yeah, yeah, scramble, yeah, scramble, scramble tournament. And the day before, you can tell he plays a lot of golf. Yeah, I don't play golf anymore. But the the day before, I go to uh, Roger Dunn Golf or something because I needed to buy something. And Guy was there. Mm. And then someone, hey, Guy, how's it going? And then um, he's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be at that Ronald Because I, I remember Guy hosted sometimes. So I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm going to that golf tournament tomorrow. Are you going? He's like, yeah, I'm going. I'm like, oh, good. I'll see you there. And he's like, you know, the weather tomorrow is going to be a little bit. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he goes right he's into it. Brand. Yeah. yeah. He knows what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah it's going to be kind of breezy. You know? he's, I mean, he's, he's, ask you too. He's, he's, he's my cousin. Really? Really? I One day we it. were talking, I'm like, I've always meant to ask you, Hagi. I was like, you relate to Catherine Hagi from my aunt? He goes, that's my auntie. I go, that's my auntie too. Ooh. Oh. Like what? So Small world, the yeah. Hagi side. So yeah, my, my auntie's husband is actually his his dad's brother. So yeah, we kind of oh, grew up wow. with the same auntie. Yeah, but like just for years, we didn't even know that. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And then his wife, Kim, it was one of my wife's mentors in the in the news business. So when oh, she was coming yeah, up yeah, in the yeah, news, yeah, Kim, sure, sure. Kim was like, Come here, young lady. I'm going to teach you the ropes kind of thing. So, wow. So, yeah. cool. Love that family. So cool. Yeah, they're super nice. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Oh, and the I was going to ask great. you about the uh, golf stuff because you've been you've been filming. I worked with Mark Rolfing for uh, 16 yeah. years on uh, Golf Hawaii and Global Golf Adventures on NBC. And, yeah, we uh, got to see the world and got to meet all the great golfers. And, uh, yeah, it was a what phenomenal was it? experience. It was just like you happen to run into him and he goes, hey, by the way, I'm going to shoot he, this thing. And- he got my name and number through a, a production company in town. And uh, I went out and did two shoots for him. And he said, I like you. I want to I keep you regularly. So I'm going to book you for the rest of the year. And there was like whatever, 13, 14, 15 shoots that, that year, including going to Maui, Kauai, Big Island. Wow. And I said, oh, I'm in. And so at the end of that first year, he goes, I don't understand why I'm renting the gear from the production company and paying the production company for you. Why don't I just pay you directly? I said, well, because you called them, it's their job. And he goes, well, why don't you own your own gear? I said, I, I don't have 100 grand. And he said, well, why don't you take out a loan? I said, and I'd been bankrupt like a year and a half before that, my production oh. company, I, I was in bankruptcy. Oh, wow. Uh, not official bankruptcy, but yeah. I was broke. Yeah. Yeah. And so he just said, well, what's it going to cost? I'll make it happen. And so Mark Rolfing basically told me, I will buy you all your gear and I'll just rent me the gear for as long as we're doing the show. And then once that rental money is up, you never raise your price on me again. So he changed the arc of my professional wow. life. Wow. And so that gear... Bought me my house. That gear, you know, Damn. went. I you know, I, I went from being broke to having money. You How's know? your golf game now, though? 
Well, Mark Rolfing and uh, several <laughs> other people have given me lessons over the year, and I have a swing that most people would die for. <laughs> but, but my biggest problem lies between my ears. <laughs> I, I, I can I, yeah. once I mentally am out of golf. Uh, once I've like played a bad hole, I can I rarely recover. Right. I, I, wow. I know we're running late, but I tell you this funny story about okay, him. Okay. So <laughs> in '95 when we did the play, yeah. right? I remember like you guys all went golfing on a day. And then you, I guess the show, we started that show at night and I go, hey, what's up? how was golf? And he go, I don't know, but Mike got super mad and he broke the club in half and he threw it in the river. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh, Mike must have had a hard day today. <laughs> yeah. I have anger issues. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Well, driving the car, oh, driving the golf ball, <laughs> driving <laughs> anger issues. I was also wondering too, like, why you never did any other shows, or at least not that I know of? I mean, you did the one show with us happily, right? And then, I mean, I guess you needed to, you know, eat and right. stuff, so you couldn't be doing theater all the time. But right. I've always wondered how come you never came back to it. It was something that you were really—I mean, you were good at it, man. It—it it saved me at that point in my life. Uh, I had lost my job at uh, the attorney general's office. I got laid off. The, the state was like restructuring. They laid off our whole division, and I was thinking about moving to the mainland. And then I got a call from Lisa. Oh, wow. And uh, and she said, "Can can we talk to you about something?" And uh, and uh, I went and I met with her and uh, uh, Sonia, mm-hmm. and uh, they just said, "We have this part, and it's like it's you, it's completely mm-hmm. you." And I've known, you know, Lisa was my Frosh Camp counselor. Oh yeah. well, no way, I didn't know that. So really? uh, before she was Lisa Matsumoto, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you know, she was my Frosh along with Renee and like it's like so many of these other names we brought up. And uh, and uh, I said, you know, I'm I'm out of work. I had nothing else going on and I was playing in the band, but I did not know how to sing. And so I learned how to sing. I didn't know how to dance. I learned how to dance, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And I made all these lifelong friends. Uh, but when it came time to do the next one, yeah, I was, I was full blown into mm-hmm. uh, production mode, into production mode. Right. And it just, every time it just was bad timing and the years went on, you know, got married, had, got kid. Married, had a kid, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I've always gone back to see the plays and, and I've kept up with everyone and, and it's just, you know, is the outpouring of love every time I go to see it is amazing, and every time we lose somebody, you know, the fact that everyone comes together as a family is it's 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 still so much a part of my heart. So, mm-hmm. but thank you for asking me that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always wondered about that because John's like, a well, Frostcamp so guy too. Oh yeah, were you a counselor too? Yeah. I was a counselor. That's another thing that changed the arc of my life. I went uh, into Frosh school. Camp. Yeah, it's it's an amazing program. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've come to the point of the podcast where we have to ask our oh. special question. He was prepared. He was. So, um, if you were stranded on a desert island and you can only take three albums with you to listen to for all of eternity, what would those three items, uh, not items, three albums be? <laughs> right. So, I remember listening to uh, Esme struggle with this one and, and, a, and a couple other ones on the, on, the, on the podcast. So, I immediately knew what my first one was going to be, and that's uh, Jeff Buckley's Grace, uh, oh, okay. uh, which... Uh, Again, a singer that I just was like, he's just the most underrated, died too young. Uh, but his, if you if you have the chance to listen to that, that album, and anything by Jeff Buckley, he's just mind-blowingly good. Uh, and then uh, it was a Gish, Smashing Pumpkins, mm. uh, which the first time I heard it, I bought it at Tower Records, took it home, and I don't think I stopped playing that for months. You like Gish better than Melancholy? Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, because it's the first thing I'd heard. Yeah. Mm. And James Chamberlain's playing, and just, and the fact that really it's horrible singing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yet it works. And it was like, yeah. that, that's, I can do that. That's what I was doing in my band. I'm not, I'm not, a, like that. I'm not a singer, I'm a vocalist. That's, <laughs> this, is, this is perfect. And then, uh, yeah, so you asked me, you reminded me about that today, and I was, I've been dying about this third one. And, and, and I can't come up with a single album that, that I like the most, but it's got to be Foo Fighters. Which one? That's um, what I'm the, saying. The first one? The Ray Gun one? Uh, the Ray Gun one? Yeah. There's, I, they've not put an album out that I haven't liked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They haven't put out a song that I haven't liked. Yeah. I've never listened to a song from the Foo Fighters that I went, eh, came up short on this one. No. Mm. You know, they're all just, just beautifully written songs. And for me, so much of it is about the drums and the guitar and the way he plays guitar is like the way he plays drums. Yeah. Mm. You even explained it. He explained it, right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The bass is like the top strings, and mm. the bottom is like a like the snare. snare. Yeah. So that's when he strums. He, he's strumming like he thinks in drumming. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and, that's why you listen to Everlong, yeah. and you can hear it. Yeah, 
And I can sing just about any Foo Fighters song, which is another reason why I like them so much. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever a new one comes out, I go, yeah, it's great. But, you know, you got to pick you the ones like, you want to lose your voice over. Because that's screaming, man. I don't know how he does that. I can do it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Oh. Well, Mike, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having really me. Really appreciate it. Is this is, a, this is a fun one. So thank you. Thanks, yeah. Devin. Thanks, Kyle. Loved thanks, it. everybody, for tuning in. Stay strong, Maui. Some solid guys here. See you guys.